Well, Audacity isn't picking anything up. Zero movement on my Audacity, but... Um, well, that's a baby crying, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to say, dude. Let's just let's just get started and... It's okay if there's a little bit of yeah, background noise. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it, and no... No, um... I mean, it won't continue. For how, when? When will it stop continuing? <laughs> I guarantee it's just, it just ended. Until now. <laughs> Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. It is November 13th. This is episode 11? Yes, episode 11. We are talking about week 10 and the results in the 12-pack. Here with me, I have my normal co-host, JR. Say hello. Hello. And we have our, now what is becoming a semi-regular third co-host, LJLJ. Hello. Great to have you both here with me today. Let's talk some fantasy football, guys. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. Fantastic. Love the energy. High energy. Um, This week was a week in the season. I think we can all agree. And we are now through 10 weeks. We got three weeks left in the regular season of fantasy football. And it's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. So let's talk about last week's matchups, and then we will uh, discuss the future matchups. So we can we can talk about scenarios and uh, and what have you. So let's start with the first place team, as they say, Tommy. First is the as, worst. Yes, as they say. Yep. First is the worst, and second is the best, and third is the one with the treasure chest. So we'll get to second and third, but for now. <laughs> Let's start with first. And first is indeed the worst. We've got Kyle atop the standings with another win this week, moving his team to 7-3. and three. He is 16,496-point victory. I don't know why I said he is, but <laughs> Drew only got 11,292. So Kyle took down Turd Ferguson handily. And just another great week for Kyle. His team keeps rolling, led with the powerful fists of Patrick Mahomes, Julio Jones, Matt Breida, Leonard Fournette, George Kittle, Robert Woods, Josh Gordon. I mean, I'm sorry. I know you don't like hearing it, Tommy, but Kyle's team is is legit from top to bottom. And the fact that Leonard Fournette came back this week with a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown, 56 receiving yards. I mean, I know it's against the Colts, but whew. That's scary. If Fournette's going to be back and healthy and productive for Kyle with what Breida's been doing, if he can stay healthy, I mean, this is a dangerous team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious what what takes his team over the top is if his running backs play well. He's got the consistently good play from his wide receivers uh, and his quarterback, and now lately with George Kittle as well as his tight with his tight end. So, Yes, his running backs, if they play well, which they played really well this week, which is why he had the highest scoring week, uh, highest scoring team of the week. If the running backs do well, it takes his team from just 
good slash great to like a serious threat to to take the whole thing and to win the championship. So uh, just an excellent game from Matt Breida. Uh, and as you mentioned, having Fournette come back and do that and in his very first week, the yardage wasn't there, but the usage was and the touchdowns were. So if he can stay healthy, yeah, I mean, Kyle's team is it's going to be it's going to be a tough one to beat because he's in the playoffs. And, and, uh, and I mean, look at his bench, dude. I mean, we're I'm, I I listed his almost entire team. And as I was doing that rundown, but he's sitting with LaShawn McCoy getting 24 30 on his bench. Eric Ebron with two receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown on his bench. <laughs> Jalen Richard with a serviceable game of 840. And Adam Thielen, who was on a bye. I mean, he's just he's got the depth to add to that power starters. I, It's a scary team. And I don't know. Talk, talk me through Drew's team, but I, I don't see nearly as much power over there. I see some really powerful wide receivers, and then I, I don't see a whole lot else. Yeah, um, it's a down week for Drew. Tom Brady hasn't looked good in the last few weeks, and that's been a big problem for his team. Are you buying into that, dude? Are you, are you, every year we do this with Brady, but I feel like even more so this year, are you worried about Tom Brady rest of season? No. I try not to ever worry about Tom Brady. You're right. We do do this. It's always like, oh my gosh, is this finally the decline? This and is then, the year. This is, he's finally, yeah. he's too old. It is three bad weeks in a row. Um, but no, I mean, they got the bye week. It's the Patriots. They'll probably come out of the bye week and he'll put up like four 3,000 point games in a row or something stupid like that. So I'm not worried about Tom Brady. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not worried about Tom Brady, the real life quarterback, but I'm worried about Tom Brady, the fantasy quarterback. Because why? Because they... I mean, he had a really good stretch before. He had four weeks in a row. That was really good. I'll tell you yeah, what. He's he's hurting without Gronk. Right. Without a healthy Gronk. Yeah, I mean, they're going to continue to win games. This was just a weird throwaway. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, but I think that they might... They can find other ways to win. I guess the the question is... The question is to both of you... You know, is is Drew starting Tom Brady every week rest of season, or is he a matchup dependent quarterback now? I think at this point, Drew will probably just start him every week, stick with him. I mean, if Drew makes it into the playoffs, he's got a pretty nice playoff schedule. Yeah, on the road against Miami, on the road against Pittsburgh, and then uh, Buffalo has been a formidable defense, but at home against Buffalo. Uh, in a week 16 game that could matter for them to get a bye week. Uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I'll matter. take Tom. I'll take Tom Brady in that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe against like I don't know against the Jets. The Jets haven't been a good defense, uh, and then Minnesota. That's probably going to be a high scoring affair uh, at home against Minnesota. I, I always you want to start... start him at home anytime. Yeah, yep. okay. doesn't matter who it is. You start Tom Brady at home, and that's yeah. that's for sure. He, you do start him. You just keep starting him, but you're not necessarily temper your expectations. He's yeah, not, he's not, not the Tom Brady of the past. Over Tom Brady, but you just keep playing him and hope for the best. I think. Sure. So Obviously. Second, this... Oh, sorry. You go on, Tommy. Yeah. So Odell Beckham Jr. has a, a really good week. Twenty-one thirty got two touchdowns and seventy-three receiving yards, uh, and I wanted to ask you, Jack, are you f- like, are you finally ready to concede that picking Odell Beckham Jr. 
uh, at the end of the first round for Drew was fine. Because here we are, 10 weeks into the season. Odell Beckham Jr. is the seventh-ranked wide receiver on the year. Uh, He's gotten at least nine targets in every game. He got nine targets once every other week. He's gotten double-digit targets. Um, He's only gotten under 1,000 twice, and those two weeks were 722 and 740. He's gotten three over 2,000-point games, three over 1,500-point games, uh, he's been really, really good for Drew. He's been really, really good, but, I mean, you, you said it right he's there He's been better yourself. than Julio he's Jones, the, and you the, love Julio Jones. He's been better than Julio Jones. I did. I wouldn't pick Julio Jones in the first round. You like, that, that, said pick, you would take Julio before him. You've said that. I can find clips of that. But I wasn't take. but my point, I think, overall was not to take a wide receiver in that slot. Okay, and then you also said you would take Jordan Howard instead of him, and that's also wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, um, you know, we want to go back to the first episode and pick out everything we said wrong, no, or that, we want to talk about right now. That and wasn't from Odell the first Beckham episode. Jr. You, Odell Beckham Jr. is the seventh. You say I can't yourself, believe you're not conceding. Wide I can't believe you're not conceding. The seventh ranked wide receiver on the season. No, I'm not ready to concede. Um, all right, so I think we have talked enough about this matchup, unless you that's, have. Uh, that's some Kyle behavior right there, man. That's some real Kyle behavior going on. Dude, I think statistically speaking, I'm right. Am I like he's not the eleventh highest scoring like running back or wide receiver? Okay. So but like Adam Thielen is and he was taken in the fourth round. You can't just like at the beginning of the year you can't well, know that a seventh round you're pick acting is like gonna I'm, be the You're acting like I'm saying Odell Beckham Jr. isn't good this year. I'm I'm saying it, it, He's worth, been good enough for where first Drew round him. pick. That's an incredibly, yeah. I, okay, I concede on my notion that it was a bad pick, but I don't. I don't concede that it was the right pick. I, I mean, I still think there were better options available. Okay, what about Brian's pick of Hopkins at ten? Uh, you liked that at the time. Do you still like? Yeah, it? Yeah, I still like that. Okay, because Odell Beckham Jr. is directly behind DeAndre Hopkins in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, by sure by. Over a thousand points, but regardless, <laughs> which is a hundred uh, points a week in week ten, so not. Um, anyway, that's fine. I just uh, I, he's been really good. Uh, I don't mind the pick. You look at the rest of Drew's team, and it was a lot of nothing this week. Uh, outside of Corey, Corey Davis had another big week. What do we think? What do we do about Corey Davis? He had an amazing week, and then like five terrible weeks, and then now another amazing week. Tennessee looks better. Does it look better for Corey Davis moving forward? I mean, I'm a Corey Davis truther. You never know with that guy, but it's it's exciting to see it. It's real exciting to see it. See it. That's two weeks now on the season that Corey Davis has finally broken out of his shell. But I I can't. You know, I'm not going to get too excited about this. I will say I like Tennessee's schedule. Uh, they play they play the Colts next, then Houston. Houston's a tough de- defense, but then then they play the Jets. Jackson's a tough defense. Jacksonville's a tough de- defense. My goodness! But then they've got the Giants and the Washington in the in the playoffs. In the Washington, <laughs> dude, you're fucking struggling right now. <laughs> I got a little flustered by it confronting him about this Odell Beckham thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
know. It's because I was making so many mistakes. I, was, I just I kept trying to push through, but I was so I was so flustered by the mistakes I was making that I was I was focusing on those and not focusing on what I was saying. It just kept getting it just kept getting worse and worse. It was a downward spiral. That was so good. Oh, Justin, make that the intro. Um, Oh, oh man, <laughs> so bad. Drew has this unfortunate situation where a lot of his players, he has to start. You don't feel great about it, and there's nobody really better on the waiver that I can think of. Like, are you going to bench Golden Tate? No, for you're some not. Waiver wire scrub. So Corey Davis has a good game. Are you going to bench him for whoever's available? Not, no, not a ton you of don't great bench. Wide receivers. You don't bench a number one wide receiver who's getting ten right. targets a game. Sonny Michelle has a down game because the Patriots had a down game. You got to play him next week, but you don't know for sure that you're gonna have. You know, he's just got all these guys who T.J. Yeldon maybe loses a lot of value, obviously, with Fournette back. But who's out there? That's no. I, I mean, I yeah. He's just got all these guys. He has to start right, and they're gonna get you down weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a bad situation. Um. One bright spot is Anthony Miller on his bench. Uh, he's really come alive, uh, and uh, he's looked he's looked really good. I, I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but his Anthony Miller's separation on his routes is like really really good, like up there, like at Antonio Brown levels. Um, and uh, had a great week with twenty twenty seventy, and uh, I honestly think that's someone Drew can play uh, moving forward. Uh, he's got some nice matchups, Minnesota and then and then Detroit on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think I would play him if I was Drew. You flex him over Yeldon. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree um, with that. And I, I do, before we move on to the next matchup, I do want to say on today's segment of Let's Talk Worst Performances of the Week, <laughs> I nominate Drew's kicker, Cody Parkey. 200 <laughs> points, only two extra points made. Cody had, Cody had himself a rough outing. He missed... Two extra points, and he also missed two field goal attempts. So, did, did you great. know that all? F- did you know that all four of them were off the uprights? I, I now that you mention it, I did know that, which is <laughs> impressive. Maybe I should call. Maybe he's also in today's segment. Let's talk coolest performances of the week. Cody Parkey <laughs> hit the upright four times. That uh, you couldn't do that if That's you asked impressive. him to. No, but the, before the game, they asked him to, so he did it. But no, yeah, um, just a funny little thing. Kickers suck this year, so I like pointing yes, that out from time do. to time. Let's move on to right, the we'll next matchup. Uh, Tommy, yours truly versus Dan, mine truly. What a what a matchup! I mean, truly a battle of two titans. My ball, Zach Ertz, with a <laughs> powerful. Why are you laughing? My ball, Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I, it took me like three or four weeks until I understood that pun. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely did. Uh, I, I didn't care to admit that's, it, but great team name. You get the W with 15,164 points against Dan's 14,024-point performance. Another tough week for Dan, tough loss for Dan unlucky with a solid team performance tommy i want to talk about your team man because you put up a monster week michael thomas you just got to be so excited about him 
He's looking great. That's back-to-back monster performances. Hasn't scored under 1,000 since before his bye week. And James Conner, only 1,380, but great news is Le'Veon Bell ain't coming back. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is gone. So. Uh, oh, man, that feels really yeah, good. Yeah, that's a big weight lifted off your shoulder. <clears throat> and speaking of weight lifted off your shoulder, Zach Ertz made sure that you were really securely going to have a victory. I mean, Saquon Barkley had a chance for Dan going on Monday night, but really didn't even come that close. Uh, Zach Ertz with a monster performance in this Sunday night game, 33-50. He had 16 targets in that game and caught 14 of them for 145 (laughs) yards and two touchdowns. Just an unbelievable game. Zach Ertz is having himself quite the career already. If he keeps up this pace even remotely, he's going to go down as one of the best tight ends in history. So... Just a a monster stud on your team. How are you feeling about your team? I mean, other than Doug Baldwin, who's just a a consistent disappointment for you, you're going to have to pivot from that. Your your team's looking pretty solid. Yeah, obviously I'm feeling really good right now. Uh, I feel really bad to beat Dan the way that I did. Uh, Going into the Sunday night game, just I wanted to mention this real quick. I was up, sorry, Dan was up by 1,000 points, and all I had left was Zach Ertz, and all he had left was Saquon Barkley. This probably won't surprise you, but in no other week this year, not only did Zach Ertz, has Zach Ertz not outscored Saquon by over 1,000, but Zach Ertz has not even ever scored as much as Saquon Barkley in any other week this season. And of course, in the week that Dan needs it to happen, it doesn't happen because that is Dan's fantasy football luck for the last two years. Uh, and I just feel terrible for him. But at 7-3, and three, I'm going to make the playoffs. That feels really good. I feel excellent about my team. Over the, I've won six in a row. Over the last three weeks, I'm averaging 15,500 points per week. My team has been dominant, and I'm getting dominant performances from James Conner, Michael Thomas, and Zach Ertz, Uh, and that's really what's leading my team. Uh, And honestly, I'm feeling really good about Deion Lewis. It was a down game from him, but he got 22 touches. Uh, Tevin Coleman was a down week for him. He's still getting around 15 touches a game. Uh, And then, yeah, I I think it's going to be, you know, duct tape and glue uh, with my wide receiver two and wide receiver three. Uh, unless I can trade for someone, but uh, yeah, that's the weak spot on my team. But overall, I'm uh, I'm feeling really good. And I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick for uh, throwing for 406 yards and rushing for 35 yards, and uh, his team only putting up three points. I saw a stat: the Tampa Bay Bucks had like 501 all-purpose yards and three points, and the Saints had like 509 all-purpose yards and 51 points. <laughs> Uh, bit of a disparity there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. Uh, Louie, any thoughts on my team? Nothing that you haven't mentioned. I mean, you know that uh, you've been hoping Doug Baldwin would get healthy and, and show back up, and may, maybe maybe he still does. You know, you got a couple more weeks till the playoffs, and maybe he gets... I feel like he's just not getting the target. We talked about this earlier. He's not getting the targets because he just doesn't. He can't. He can't beat guys right now. So yeah, it's Wilson doesn't it. look at him right because yeah. he's not. He's not beating the coverage, and so he's going other places. 
Tommy's fishing uh, he, for he a said, Tommy's fishing for an OJ Howard compliment right now, Louie. You're spending way too much time on Doug Baldwin. You need to be talking no, about <laughs> you need to be talking about how great OJ Howard is and how he's the prized so, tight end. Of the week. To this, yeah, I mean, you know, he has a down week, but he's definitely top two. Oh, yeah. You know, right behind Tommy <laughs> the, the, how you can trade for Tommy him. is on OJ Howard is unbelievable. It's like nothing I've ever seen. I'd like to have him. I mean, look at what do you mean? How high I am on him? He's, he's a, had he's some been, real he's been good a top, weeks. He's been a top five. He's a top six tight end right now. He's been top four over the last five or six weeks. He's no Jared Cook, but he's up there. You he's, know? Yeah, yeah. He, he's not Zach Ertz. He's not Travis Kelsey. Tommy's shopping he is him as, like he's, he is like he's Travis as Kelsey. good as any other tight end in the league so far. Um, I tell you, I'll tell you who I'd rather have. Look over at Dan's team. I'd rather have CJ Uzama. Only 380 points, but are you kidding me? But I mean, you're not joking. Just a an absolute. You're not joking. Tell absolute, me you're joking. An absolute titan <laughs> in the Bengals offense. <laughs> um, Big Ben with a massive week for Dan. 3582. I'm just moving on to Dan's team. I'm not even. Yeah, letting, that's I'm not even That was a nice pickup. Not even letting you brush over it. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, blah yeah. blah blah. Oh. oh, here we go. Here comes Tommy. Here we go. Okay. Dude, I did. Let's blast, blast, blast. Jack, I got a bug to pick with you. A bone, a bug to pick? I got a bone to pick with you. You've been bugging me. Uh, I said Dad wasn't going to get Ben Roethlisberger back on wa- back on waivers because someone was going to pick him up. You said, I don't know about that. Who wants to play Ben Roethlisberger against Carolina? Well, the answer is anyone would want to. He puts up 35-82. Dan gets him with the second pick uh, or second waiver pick. And uh, an excellent choice by him. But continue. Honestly, dude. <laughs> Whatever. I I didn't see no, I didn't see that game coming. So that's fine. I mean No one no one saw that exact game coming. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger played you know, out of his mind. Um He's at home and he's gonna have to score a lot of points. He only threw twenty five times, but he completed twenty two of them. I mean It was a crazy good game. Did I think Ben Roethlisberger was gonna have thirty six hundred? No. Did I think he was gonna have twenty five touchdowns, plus? Yes. dude? It was his first game of the season with more than three touchdowns. He threw five touchdowns. <laughs> I know that this wasn't expected, but I'm saying so something it's, it's unfair to put me on blast, okay? Nah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Tyree Kill with two touchdowns, 117 yards. He had a massive game. Jarvis Landry, honestly, the biggest question mark for me on Dan's team, just Baker Mayfield played really well. I mean, they the Browns won twenty eight to sixteen, pulled off the upset against the Falcons, but Jarvis Landry only got five targets. It it worries you with the removal of of Todd Haley and this new Browns offense. It it hasn't benefited Jarvis Landry so far. Only seven targets and five targets in the last two games under that new leadership. So not sure about Jarvis Landry. T. Y. Hilton putting up nine twenty, can't really complain going up against Jacksonville. Only three catches, but made 77 yards out of it. Saquon Barkley was unable to pull off the victory, as we mentioned, only with 1,200 points. That was disappointing, even though the Giants pulled off the victory. So, go Eli. Mike Davis with another solid week, 1,600. So, honestly, I mean, Dan's team looks good. He drops to 3-7, and seven, which puts him in 12th place. Uh, not great luck, you know. Tommy said it already, but Dan, it's not looking like you'll be able to make the playoffs this year. Your team is worthy of it, and obviously as an owner, you're worthy of it. We wish you the best. Uh, Don't give up hope, and come back next season.
Well, he's not mathematically. I That's why I said don't give up hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should don't give up hope and come well, back. Well, those are my two pieces of, of advice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't give okay. up hope, and uh, once you lose, you know, come back next season. Yeah. Honestly, I think Jarvis Landry is the one, the one you can point to in a super super plus matchup against Atlanta is like the guy that really let him down this week. Because if he, I mean, if he gets, a, if he, let's say he puts up fifteen hundred, Dan gets the win. And that's something you could have kind of hoped for from yeah. him in this type of game. Yep. Uh, he's been, I mean, I haven't looked, but he's been real disappointing for a long time here. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't, he's had one good game in like the last six. So, yeah. uh, hasn't been great. Even even when he was getting tons of targets, he was, uh, hit 10 targets and got 210 points. That's out of control. Uh, but yeah, tough luck for Dan. Sorry, Dan. Uh, but yeah. He's got to go up against Kyle next week. If he loses that, he is mathematically eliminated. So uh, good luck to you, Dan. Um, and then one last comment about my team. Since we, oh, we talked go. about my team and Kyle's team, Matt Breida has been looking really, really good in that offense. And I just get a little bit of pain in my heart every time I think about what could have been for Jarek McKinnon. So I'd like to pour one out uh, for Jarek McKinnon. And uh, I hope he can come back strong next year because he, I think he will be, he could be really, really good in that offense. Um, yeah, on to the next. You want to take us? Yes, sir. The other let bro, guest host, frequent host, Louie, took down his opponent, Greg, Poopsicle. 15,454 to 10,264. Greg, not a very impressive performance, Louie. A very impressive performance. Zach Prescott takes down Gregory Poopsicle. Uh, Greg moves to four and six, and Louis moves to six and four. Greg, he had some bright spots, but for the most part, things didn't go great for his team this week. His running backs, I mean, Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. A down week with 23.50. Mark Ingram, big week. You love seeing that from Mark Ingram, who had been a little disappointing up to that point. Breaks out with 23.70. Mm-hmm. Highest point total of the season. Love seeing that for Greg. Cam Newton, honestly disappointing with 1572. I expected a big week from Cam. I thought Cam would score more than Ben Roethlisberger. So I was wrong there. Cam had what, like 1,300 points at the half? Yeah, Greg messaged me like very early in the game. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, Cam's going to blow you up. And then he he literally might have scored less than 300 points the rest of the rest of the game it was definitely before halftime it might have been in like the middle of the second quarter yeah it was the last like it was rough <laughs> 35 minutes of the game he yeah. Did uh, yeah speaking of rough mike williams getting a goose egg for greg that was a desperation play but not a bad play but um you know mike williams is definitely one of those guys that can either score a touchdown and uh get you get you some big points or go out and do that mike evans was the other disappointment in the wide receiving core only three catches for for 51 yards, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 400. You, you'd like to see Evans getting a little more of that work, but disappointing week. Chris Godwin, actually, you know, the Tampa Bay wide receiver that showed up with seven catches for over 100 yards. But that's, you know, that's about it. The, the bottom half of Greg's lineup, tight end, flex, kicker, defense, all disappointed. So it, it didn't go well for him. I think we jinxed Mike Evans because it was after week eight that Mike Evans was a top five wide receiver. We were like, hey, wow, we got to apologize to Greg for that. 
and uh, since then he's backed it up with 210 and 660 points. So not great stuff for Mike Evans in, in weeks that Greg needs wins. Honestly, I like the play of uh, Christian Kirk plus matchup against Kansas City in a game that uh, they're going to need to throw a lot. Uh, only putting up 210 is a, a bit of a disappointment. 212, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, Greg falls to 4-6, and six, and he's in 10th place, and uh, he's going to need to get a win next week. We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, because he's going to be going up against you, and you're also 4-6. and six. Uh, That is, you are Jack, not Louie. Um, Louie moves up to 6-4, and four. he's in 3rd place. He looks pretty secure. Uh, he looks really secure right now. He is 2nd overall in, in overall points scored, just uh, only behind Kyle. And Louis' team looking real solid because as each week passes, Tyler Lockett keeps performing and really it, it looks like he's just going to be the number one option for, for Russell Wilson rest of the season. And he's now scored seven out of nine weeks. We keep thinking it might not keep up, but it keeps keeping up. So we'll see what happens rest of the season. But that's looking great when you pair that with Devontae Adams, who's just going to be super steady force, if not amazing, rest of the season. Let me, cut, let me cut in here. Let me interrupt you. I just got to say, I'll let you move on with the rest of Louis' team. Nick Chubb, dude. I mean, that is just, it's waivers 101, people. Not even waivers 101, but it's, it's Louis gets guys like this. It seems like it always happens because Louis is just so on top of it and he he pays attention and he and he picks guys up. He always does this where these guys that he doesn't draft, injuries happen or trades happen or whatever happens, just snagged Nick Chubb. First guy to snag him and oh my gosh, putting up 176 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. He's going in a bye this week, so Louie won't have him this week, but boy, could he be the difference maker for Louie in the playoffs? I I think so. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair thing to say. I'd, I'd say Louie's feeling pretty good probably right now about uh, not accepting Kyle's trade for Josh Gordon. Um, Sounds seemed like a good trade at the time. <laughs> we'll see the rest of the season. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, very, very good to point that out. That should, you know, probably be, should, should have been something I led with because it was such a tremendous performance and you're absolutely right. There's, there's, it's not, it's not a fluke. Louis does this every year, uh, getting guys this like that. This particular instance was a bit of, was a lot of luck because well, sure, sure. I had Dalvin Cook on my bench. My phone notified me that he had been, uh, moved to out because they kept playing the game like, oh, he might come back. He might, like for six weeks in a row, like he's questionable, he's questionable. <laughs> Then a, you know a day or day or two beforehand. Oh yeah, he's actually out. So my phone notified me that he he was out, and I go and I pick up Latavius Murray actually. And then when I'm in the app, I see like, oh, Nick Chubb's been picked up like ten million times. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you read the news. I read the news, and I drop Latavius Murray and grab Nick Chubb real quick. Um, so the timing just worked out. And I, you know, happened to be a, a day when waivers were had cleared, and he was a free agent and everything. But yeah, I mean, just paying attention to that type of thing and. Um, I happen to get lucky on this one, but I do try to. I, I feel like I haven't checked in a while, but I think my team is probably about forty percent drafted. And it always is. It always percent uh, waivers. <laughs> the or... draft matters the least for Louis. Um, 
he's just so active uh, throughout the season. And yeah, his his team is always one of the ones that ends up so much different than what his draft was. Uh, so, just another reason to not keep people like Alex Smith on your bench. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, Melvin Gordon, 2,500. Cannot say enough about him. I mean, right, so far, Melvin Gordon's one of the picks of the draft, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Louis, he's right up there with, uh, with Alvin Kamara. I mean, obviously Todd Gurley. League of his own. Is in a league of his own. And, but that, you know, that was, that should have been the number one overall pick. Ends up being the number two. I mean, you would, you got Melvin Gordon and she got, Anna got Kamara second half of the first yeah, round. Six and so, seven, I think, right? Uh, they well outperformed David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I mean, it's, Brown. it's tough. It's it's tough to call Melvin Gordon. It's tough for me to call any first rounder the pick of the draft just because it's such high value. So you, you're sort of going for, you know. That's that's fair. The, the pick of the draft then becomes James White in like the 10th round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or someone like, honestly, Deshaun Jackson, like we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago yeah, for right. Anna, who got him in the very last round. You know, so, it's a, it's all about really good value, and I just don't. You can't have that much more value above what you draft for when it comes to first rounders, in my opinion. But um, I did take Gordon a little bit early, in theory, you know, based on whatever projections and everything. And obviously, I did not expect this, but this has been amazing. Uh, yeah, disappointing performance from James White, but the entire Patriots disappointed. Jimmy Graham, abysmal week, one ninety. Uh, Fitzgerald, 800, you like that? I mean, that's all you're looking for from him. You're going to have Demarius Thomas coming back off a bye, Javon Cook coming back off a bye. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, Louie's got four running backs that, as of right now, are all startable. He's got two really solid, one great and one really solid wide receiver. I mean, Jake, what are you... Russell Wilson, twenty six hundred. I mean, are you? Yeah. Are you, stick, are you sticking with it? Are you sticking I don't with know. your? I mean, whatever. He's going to keep playing him. He'll, right. He'll he'll do great probably. So whatever. <laughs> Forget. You know, who cares about my analysis of it? I, I yeah, I'm still not sold. I'll stick by the things I've been saying, but certainly it's what? it's starting to make me wonder. You know why I bother ever doubting Russell Wilson? But it's okay. One of the theories I've seen is that he had a hamstring issue in the beginning of the season, so they didn't, you know, he wasn't running. They didn't let him run, and now just this last game, he put up like ninety-two rushing yards. And in games where he's got to extend plays, if he's healthy, he's real good at it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so if he if he can keep that run if he gets that run floor back, which he was missing the first half of the season, because they he just he just would take the sack. Uh, now he's moving. Moving around yeah, I mean, yeah, his floor is going to be two thousand if he's got if he's getting eighty if to ninety rush yeah, yards, sure. <laughs> even if he's getting fifty rush yards yeah. or whatever it is. If yeah. he's, if he's mobile again, that make that changes things quite a bit. Even on, even on a run first team, you know, which is what they are now. So you got to be feeling good, Louis. I feel, yeah. I feel pretty good. Yeah, six and four, All right. third All place, right, guys. All right, we get it. I think I, think I need it. a new tight end, possibly. You're both feeling great. Let's uh, let's move on to to the next matchup where it's the battle of of my dad's, uh, our dad, the three of us, Cool Hand Lou. Where did pay... this come from? What? <laughs> Is this a real thing that you would call Brian dad? Uh, I he was just a father <laughs> figure in my life. <laughs> um, blah blah blah, Brian, otherwise known as Big Beak. Growing up, yeah, big I mean, uh, That's right. he was my big beak. Sometimes I called him dad. I don't know why you ask so many questions. Um, battle of my dads. Brian takes down dad in a very close matchup, 14,840 to 14,080. Louie, I want you to to walk me through dad's team because 
he has a tough loss this week, losing with 14,000. Never, never leaves a nice taste in your mouth. But Dad continues his downward spiral. I mean, this moves his team to 500. What uh, his team's obviously good. They put up 14,000. But what are what are Dad's playoff prospects? Talk me through what went well and what his outlook is. I mean, this week, at least three of his starters, if not four, are on bye. So he kind of, you know, he picks up Theo Riddick, he picks up Josh Doxson. Um, Honestly, both great Traquan, pickups. Yeah, right. They worked out pretty well. Traquan Smith, you can't really expect that in a game where they score 51 points. But, you know, bad luck. Thankfully, it was matched by Chris Hogan. Yeah, uh, the double goose eggs. Double uh... goose egg on Hogan. <laughs> you told him last week, don't play Hogan. And uh, it's funny, actually, because you said that. I was joking with Dad. He was like, I'm nervous about this matchup. You know, my I've got four buys for important players. I said, well, don't worry about it. He's got Chris Hogan in his matchup. That's a guaranteed zero. <laughs> so you'll be all right there. Uh, and he does it. But unfortunately, Dad matched it then with his own I mean, goose egg. You're only half joking. That's Chris Chris Hogan with back-to-back <laughs> no. week zero. Only right. one target in each game. He is not playable. I, I said it last week, but don't play Chris Hogan. I mean, he can't. you can't play him. Traquan Smith... Was a good play for Dad going up against the Bengals. Like I, I would have loved to play Traquan Smith. I don't know. No explanation for the goose egg there, especially without Des Bryant on the field. Wasn't even targeted. not even a target. Yeah. So yeah, that's insane. No clue, but but yeah, stop playing Chris Hogan. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, guys. I mean, he's for real. He's a he's a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, Matt, I would have liked to have held on to him in retrospect. Matt Nagy uh, has done wonders for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, outside of the down, the very, very down week against Buffalo, which really wasn't anything to do with Mitchell Trubisky, he's been straight fire. He's been absolute dynamite. He's got two performances over 3,000 and a performance over 4,000 in his last uh, six weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I guess... If he keeps this up, who you know who cares that Dad dropped Ben Roethlisberger? True. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's going to be. I don't know what his matchups are going forward, but he's going to be a little more volatile probably than Ben Roethlisberger in bad matchups. You know, um, but he doesn't really have any bad matchups. I mean, in a game against you know Minnesota, Minnesota's got a good defense. You know, they could maybe throw some things at him that would sure. make him uncomfortable, but. Yeah, I mean, he's got Detroit after that. They're not good. Uh, the Giants, they, who've been actually been pretty good against quarterbacks, but they're not a good team in general. And then his playoff schedule, our matchups, weeks 14 against the Rams, 15 against the Packers, that he's probably going to have to throw a lot. Yeah. Or at least make a lot of happen. Can he, can he pull it off? Maybe not. Maybe not, but he's going to have to try. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he could be... He could, you know, he's got the rushing floor too. If he's for, if they get pressure on him, yeah, he's he he's can a, escape. definitely and a so, Russell Wilson type. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like Trubisky. I think what do we play him for a little while? What do we think about Njoku? Drop he's the same him. as any other. You know, a drop him. I don't know who's who's out there. You know what he should. You know what Dad should do, guys. Tell me. He should trade. He should trade me for Jordan. Oh my, oh my gosh, OJ <laughs> Howard. Would you quit it? Would you stop trying to ship this? So many average so many to teams. below average tight end. Oh my <laughs> god, average to below oh, average. Get out of here with that talk. Joku level, dude. No, oh my god. I, I only say drop him. <laughs> I say drop him because he's, he's going into a bye week, yeah. and 
I just don't know. I don't think he's on the tier of tight end good, that's good enough to hold on to. Um, I think, but I'm someone who overvalues bench space and, and who you have on your bench. Yeah, and... Dad will probably, Dad will definitely hold him. I can pretty much call that right now, I would think, because he's got his other four guys coming back off a of bye. I don't think he's in any bye trouble next week. Um, and but so like look at Dad's performance, fourteen thousand. You're talking about like, oh, he's in trouble. He's on, he's in a downward spiral. But if any, if two of those guys play, Dad probably gets Dad the wins, right? If three yeah. of them play, he's got a huge. He's right. got a huge. He's win. got his running back two and Lindsey out. His yeah. flex and Collins out. His wide receiver two and Sanders out. His wide receiver three and Diggs out. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say he got. I mean, he got fourteen thousand with four starters on his bench. Yeah, right, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was bad timing for Dad because he has lost four in a row now. But he, he's only five and five, so he's still okay. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to get a few downward more spiral, man. Downward. He isn't a downward. He's, he's in a tailspin right now. <laughs> an absolute tailspin. I'll tell you, who's not in a tailspin. Wait, 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 Jack, real quick. Can you say the name of the player that is in Dad's flex spot? Das Dox. <laughs> Josh Doxon. Thank you. All right. Josh Doxon, dude. Dude, 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 I'm a Josh Doxon truther. It's coming true. Two two games in a row with the touchdown. Josh Doxon is for real, ladies the, and gentlemen. The injuries, the injuries have helped him out for sure. The injuries to the other players. I was going to say uh, Frank Gore, man, on Brian's team, on his bench, but getting 11 20. I love Frank Gore. I love that he's still playing football, and I love that he's still somehow good at football. Dude's like unbelievable. 80. Um, unbelievable. And I actually. Really, well, he, he's going into his bye week, but Frank Gore's schedule looks pretty good after his bye week, uh, up until the playoffs, I would say. So, but Indy and Buffalo back to back. I mean, Buffalo's run defense isn't that good. Indy, Indy, their pass defense is worse than their run defense. But, anyways, goes without saying. Um, Brian might. I'm just saying Brian might need to look there with Jordan Howard underperforming week after week. And Adrian Peterson sort of being a question mark, too. I just wouldn't be surprised if you find him playing Frank Gore over the next couple of weeks. We can't move on without talking about Aaron Jones' game, though, which we haven't done. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, we're He's, not moving on, are we? No, we're not moving on. No, we got a lot more to talk about. Aaron Jones with 15 rushes for 145 yards and two touchdowns. This is the stuff Aaron Jones could be doing if Mike McCarthy would just unleash the man, but... I don't know. I'm so pessimistic about Mike McCarthy as a coach that I don't even know if this will solidify Aaron Jones over Jamal Williams. Uh, but I hope it does because he could be a powerhouse for Brian rest of season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I tried to get Aaron Jones from Brian a couple times early when he was underperforming, and Brian smartly saw the upside of Aaron Jones and, and told me to F off. So uh, really cool to see. I mean, yeah, he really didn't. I mean, he only got 15 carries, but did 145 yards with it. Uh, you know, Miami's run defense is absolutely horrid, uh, so that helps. But yeah, no, it's it's really good stuff to see from Aaron Jones. Uh, like you said, with especially with Jordan Howard, when he underperforms, he underperforms. Uh, such an abysmal week for him with 370. So having Aaron Jones to pick up the slack is is really good. And the other big, the, the other huge thing I think is Allen Robinson coming back from his groin injury, Ooh. being an absolute monster, absolutely shredding Darius Slay uh, for 133 yards and two touchdowns. That's obviously not going to be the norm. But how do we feel about Allen Robinson now? Incredibly surprising, and I would say ballsy for Brian to play him. I mean, he didn't have other options, I yeah, suppose. But right. I guess he was he was forced into it. Yeah, for sure. but. 
boy, I would have been scared to play him coming back from an injury against a, a pretty decent Detroit secondary, but I guess I was wrong. Massive game, uh, and we, we touched on him a little bit on Drew's team, but Anthony Miller also, that, that Bears passing core is just uh, fantasy viable. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I mean, with Miller, uh, Robinson, and obviously your guy Trey Boo Boo, three of those guys are you can start every week I think moving forward uh, and obviously Mitchell Trubisky as well Juju um, Smith-Schuster started off the game with a 70-yard touchdown only and only then, ended and with two more catches for 20 total for 20 more yards so 1780 but he got about all of it in the first play of the game but yeah Brian's team is good puts up a win and his team looks playoff bound if he can if he can get at least one more win yeah, his uh, his points for is pretty low, so he's going to have to finish seven and six to to guarantee his playoff spot. And yeah, like you said, he just has to go one and two. But at six and four, uh, did I call Brian Dan just now? Because I feel like I do that every other time I say one of their names. Um, and, and it's so fluid that none of neither of us. Talk <laughs> yeah, I would never call you out. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, Brian, it feels like this has happened more than once. He's one of the lowest uh, points for, and he sits at six and four in fourth place. No, um, this is the this is the hey, dichotomy of, of Brian and Dan. The man plays his matchups. The man, you know, right. he's a uh, he does just what he needs. He's to an to Andy Reid type coach where he just does what he <laughs> needs to. Uh, so yeah, but uh, you know, Brian has much better luck than Dan uh, over the last two seasons, and then Dad at five and five is in fifth place. So they're even though Dad's in a tailspin. He just really needs to get. I, I think at. I think Dad probably gets in at six and seven, um, with with already four teams with or five teams with at least six losses and three weeks left. Uh, it's seeming like multiple six and seven teams are going to get in. So uh, they're still both fine, but obviously Dad would love to. Uh, well, maybe he wouldn't love to win next week because he's going up against Anna. But um, yeah, I know he always likes to root for his kids, but. Yeah, uh, it's still looking okay for him. Uh, you guys ready to move on to the next matchup? Yes, let's talk about the lovers' quarrel. Oh, man. Anna goes up against Justin, battle of the newlyweds, and boy, <laughs> Anna takes him down with a vengeance. Justin only scores a measly 10,740, and Anna puts the hammer down with a monstrous 11,270. <laughs> uh no. Just can't say enough about it. <laughs> yeah, um, not a great week from either of them. I think Anna knows that, but hey, fantasy, she has a lot of bad luck, so it's good for some good luck to fall her way. She moves to 5-5, five and five. Justin moves down to 4-6. and six. Down weeks for both of them, but we've talked a lot about how much we like Justin's team. Uh, I've been a little down on Anna's team in recent weeks, but... What are your What are your thoughts, Tommy? Who do you want to go through? I, I, what I'll I'll start off with Anna, and you can you can finish that up because I I want you to talk to me about her wide receivers because I think she's got some interesting decisions to make. Alvin Kamara is a plug and play every week. Another monster week, twenty four twenty eight. Austin Eckler is the disappointing one with one ninety, and Anna sitting with Isaiah Crowell on her bench, ten seventy. That RB2 slot is looking like a, her biggest weakness currently, but outside of that, she's got the wide receiver depth that she needs, I think, but who are who are going to be her plays? Like who do you think who do you think Anna can rely on wide receiver 1 through 3? So, well she I think she can rely on I mean she can so 
for sure she's going to rely on Brandon Cooks every week. Uh, with uh, we, we haven't mentioned it yet because we haven't talked about Justin's team, but devastating loss uh, for him and for the Rams. Cooper Cup, torn ACL, out for the year. But fantasy-wise for Brandon Cooks, he's going to probably get more volume now. And he was solid as a rock even before this. So nothing's going to change for him. He's going to still be really good. What you love to see is Kenny Galladay with 1680. He got 13 targets, I want to say. And now with Marvin Jones Jr., a little a little hobbled as well. I know Marvin Jones uh, avoided uh, any bad injuries, but he's He's still going to be a little sore, and I think uh, I think Kenny Galladay is a guy that Matt Stafford is going to be looking at often. And uh, and then Deshaun Jackson as a wide receiver three, as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick is quarterback, he he seems to like Deshaun Jackson a lot. And uh, so I think that's going to be the, that wide receiving core plus Alvin Kamara is going to need to be what carries Anna uh, if she's going to want to make the playoffs because. Like you said, the running back two hole right now is just, it's massive. It's gaping. Uh, Austin Eckler has been abysmal uh, in his last two games since the bye week. You hope that turns around and he starts to become more like what he was the first half of the year, but that's been really bad. And Evan Ingram hasn't been good. I know he got he got 660. Most of that was on their last drive. And I know he got 1,000 the week before their bye, but again, that was saved by a late touchdown. He's not getting the volume uh, that you would hope. It's just it's all going to Saquon and, and Odell, and even Sterling Shepard is stealing some of it as well. So I see a flex, a tight end, and a running back two problem for Anna right now. And outside of her three wide receivers, she's got no depth. So all three of those guys have to remain healthy uh, because you know I don't know that Adam Humphries is actually a viable option every week for her and uh so yeah I don't know I I mean honestly you you know what Anna should do is um she should make a trade with me for OJ Howard okay all right all right I really really think if she had OJ Howard it would make her team a lot stronger yeah I mean no honestly honestly though that's a joke because I I don't really I need a wide receiver for Anna and uh, she has no depth at the wide receiver position, so that's we can't. We, I don't know that we can come up with a trade that works. But um, I like Tyrell Williams' upside, but I would agree that yeah, he's not that's a, a consistent fine, option. Yeah, and honestly, that's a fine, a fine flex, flex play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, with what he's done the last uh, four weeks, even five weeks, uh, no, he's a fine flex play for sure. He's got tremendous upside, like you said, as you just mentioned. Cooper Cup goes down with an injury out for the season. That's going to be tough for Justin to come back from lucky for Justin he's got some beasts at the wide receiver position and I think Cortland Sutton coming out of the bye with Demarius Thomas out of town is about to go off the second half of this season I'm excited yeah he's he's poised and Antonio Brown obviously Julian Edelman I haven't heard any injury news but the outlook on his foot is positive hopefully he's not going to miss a lot of time and the questions for Justin come at the running back position, as they have all year. Marlon Mack, down week, but it's against Jacksonville. Duke Johnson Jr. with 1260, he caught a touchdown. I I just don't know about, and then Latavius Murray on his bench, but I just don't know about Justin's running backs and their longevity to carry him to the playoffs when he needs wins now. 
Yeah, at f- with the loss here, he drops to four and six. He's playing me next week, and really, really would love to get a victory there. Now, honestly, a loss to drop him to four and seven would not obviously eliminate him, and he is one of the higher scoring teams, so he could still fight back from four and seven. But obviously, he'd love to get a win next week. And yeah, I mean, Duke Johnson Jr. is going to be on a bye. Marlon Mack, I st- I still like him. He puts up six eighty in a matchup that's not a great matchup against Jacksonville. So, and they've got some more plus matchups moving forward. Although Tennessee's defense has been looking really good lately uh for week so for next week, but then week 12 against Miami, I think Marlon Mack could run rampant. Uh and uh so Marlon Mack, he's going to have he's going to have to hope Marlon Mack ends up being consistent because that's really right now on his team the only option I see that's like a guaranteed yeah, workload. He's, he's got to keep starting him. And, yeah, and hope that hope for the best. Um, Latavius Murray, who knows? Because Dalvin Cook looked good, and his week, his week, Murray's week was saved. He only got ten carries and thirty one yards, but he scored a touchdown, so that was saved. He's still the goal line back. Yes, which uh, is what is will. I mean, I guess Justin will probably. I don't, he's not going to have another choice. But in a matchup against Chicago, they don't give up rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's harsh. That's going to be tough uh, in a must-win week for Justin. So, but yeah, he's got no other options. I don't know what there is, what he could find on waivers. <laughs> he's got Dante Foreman on his uh, in his. Uh, I'm not sure he'll be back next week. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I haven't heard any news, so I don't think he's coming back next week. So, um, but yeah, I guess you know you play Mac uh, with what with his roster right now. You play Mac and Murray, and then you do. You would have to do Ridley in his flex spot, so and Duke Johnson Jr. Honestly, is a, he's a matchup dependent fantasy option. I think he's been good two weeks in a row since the change in coaching. Uh, it's also been two really good matchups right, for right. for a pass catching um, running back. I could see, you know, yes, I don't think he's he's definitely not an RB two, right? But he could be a good flex, and he um, could have some good games in the right matchups. I don't know. It, they were, he was just criminally underused for the first half of the season, so maybe it's a little bit of a bias thing. But like, he could be good for a thousand a week, you know. Even in a yeah, with the receptions, him, yeah, they use him as a wide receiver. I mean, yeah, they, since apparently they don't use Jarvis Landry for that. <laughs> uh, who else do they even have anymore? And they traded away <laughs> Josh Gordon, right? So he's I could, you know, he's like a James like James White type of guy, type of guy who's who could probably get. Six or eight or ten looks a game. Yeah, regardless yeah. of the. the All right, fellas. Well, let's let's talk about the the final matchup of the week, the best matchup of the week. Save the best for last. Yours truly, <laughs> going up against Scott. It's rivalry rivalry week, baby. Rivalry. That's a tough word to say. I lost. Scott's team name is now I beat Jack. Um, <laughs> He beat me, 13,456 to 10,660. I'm not happy about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to request that Louie goes through my team, but first I would like Tommy to go through Scott's team. Talk about his prospects because you sort of counted him out, and now it's looking like he's he's right in this horse race. Yeah, his his horse is still uh, still kicking, man. Legally alive. <laughs> uh, honestly, Jack, you, you missed a, a great opportunity to say, I beat Jack beats worse than Scott this week. Um, <laughs> Great team names. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, 
I didn't see this coming. Um, I let him win because it, it was his wedding weekend. Yeah, uh, very, very, very nice of you. I mean, yeah, you have your worst week in a very long time. And uh, he, he puts up a very solid, very strong week, uh, 13,456. That's nothing to sneeze at. And honestly, what I didn't see coming was the performance of his running backs. Um the Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson, you know, a, fa- a family, family company. company. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this, guys. 3380 for David Johnson, by far his best week of the year. He had 28 touches, his most of the season. He had a total of over 170 yards from scrimmage, his best of the season. A lot of bests for David Johnson, and his usage right now has never been higher with Byron Lefwich. As the uh, as uh, the guy running the offense, so is David Johnson back just in time to try and save Scott's season? Yeah, yeah, he's Good. back. He's back. This, he's this, back this, for this, one this. reason and one reason only. Their next their their schedule is insane. Oakland, Chargers, Green Bay, Detroit, Atlanta, Rams. David Johnson's about to have a monstrous six-week run. That's awesome. And honestly, that's – yeah, so like now are we all of a sudden talking about Scott has a really good chance – well, let's not say really no, good. No, that's, that's does he have Does he have a decent chance to to get – to rattle off three – because he's, he's, the, t- he's the, the team that has – he is severely lacking in points scored. His running backs are still absolutely bleeding. So – um, or, or sorry, his wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I honestly, I hate the prospect of his running backs right now. David Johnson, Carryon Johnson, fluke. only putting up fluke five thousand five hundred. Yeah, they're bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry to cut you off there. You're going to talk about how bad his wide receivers are. You think that'll be his downfall? I mean, Sammy Watkins, if he can get healthy, John Brown, if he can stop sucking. But I, I don't know. D.D. Westbrook, no. Mohamed Sanu, no. And then Doug Martin as his third running back, no. So he's he's got some some holes in his team in terms of guys you can play every week. Okay, so I mean, so Amari Cooper's fine though, right? We we he's been looked good in his two weeks with um with the Cowboys. Sure, a fine wide receiver, two wide receiver, three option, but he's his one. <laughs> right, that's a problem. The AJ Green is, uh, injury is going to kill huge. him. Yeah, that's that's, kill him. that's what I thought would end Scott's season, and that's what I'm still thinking will end Scott's season. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David Johnson is going to need to be massive to make up for the uh, the lack of the wide receivers. But honestly, at any given week, like he could play D.D. Westbrook, and D.D. Westbrook could get him 1500. Like that's that's in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to need to hit on the right. And the red booms. Yeah, for from sure. These guys, Sanu is the same way. He has some great weeks, and then he's got he disappears. And uh, you know, so far Cooper looks like he could be have a floor finally, which he's never had before. Right, right. Uh, and so if Cooper has a floor, that's yeah, you, you yeah, that's good. Um, so what's what are Goff's matchups? Like? I was just thinking. I was just <laughs> going to mention that what's good for Scott is he is playing Kansas City okay. next week. And so Jared Goff could, I don't want to say easily, but I'll say easily get 3,000 points in a matchup against Kansas City. Um, he does have a bye week in week 12, so that's, yes. when it's, that's when Scott might have to start regretting dropping Alex Smith. 
You should have been holding on Alex Smith for the bye week. That's a bad move. <laughs> bad move to drop him. Uh, oh, P.S. Shout out to Scott. Uh, had an excellent wedding over the weekend, and uh, he is currently on his honeymoon in Thailand with his beautiful bride, Andy. Congratulations to the two of you. I know you're both listening right now. Uh, probably got this uh, playing as you make love uh, throughout the night. So congrats to you both. And uh, Scott, yeah, you got to win on top of it. So he's got to be flying high right now. What do you guys think of Ben Watson? Because Gronk might not be coming back. I mean, he's got Gronk's going to be on a bye. Mm-hmm. Can he play Ben Watson next week? Ben Watson is a touchdown or bust guy. So, you know what Scott should do? <laughs> okay, Jack. Yeah, yeah. What should he do? Thanks for listening, everybody. Great. He should try and make a trade with me for OJ Howard. Louis, I'd like Scott's team Louis a lot better if about, he had OJ Howard. Louis, talk about my team and how I have three top ten running backs. Sure. Well, so here's the thing. After Christian McCaffrey puts up. 34-30 on Thursday night. The week's over. You you win. Yep. Right? And then everything else goes wrong besides uh, Matt Ryan, pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's a good way of summarizing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, negative 50 from a defense. It's hard to come back from that. And that in itself. In and of itself, that's, you know, it, that's, that's so rough. So... It, but then also, that's, that wasn't even the difference maker, honestly. Um, right, because it was only a, I guess it's an 800-point difference yeah. with, with, Indy, with Indy for Scott. But yeah. um, just, just a bad, just bad luck. Uh, you know, you were on fire. You, had, you, were, you were due for a down week. Right. Not a great time, not great timing for it. But um, I let, you know, all your guys are still solid, right? So you, just, you probably play, you grab a defense and you play the same dudes next week. Right, yeah, but don't you just run it back? Right. I mean, you're not going to make any changes. Yeah, unless Marvin Jones Jr. stays injured. Right, right. He did. He, yeah, he has yeah. a, a, a bruise on his knee bone. But, um, yeah, run it back. It's a good way of putting it, Tommy. I think, I mean, honestly, the most disappointing thing for you this week, it's got to be, even though he put up 1,060, is Kareem Hunt. He got a touchdown post from him by Spencer Ware, which is just insane. Uh, got to love Andy Reid. And yeah, against Arizona, we I were talking really, about it. I really could have used a touchdown from Valdez Scantling. I was expecting that and didn't get that. And Alshon Jeffrey really was the biggest disappointment. I, I wasn't expecting a monster game from him, but as my wide receiver one, I need you to go out there and get a thousand every week. And yeah. I'm worried he's not going to be able to be that guy, but we'll see. Adam Vinatieri with a huge missed field goal of 50-plus yards. That would have been, I mean, it wouldn't have made the difference, obviously, but that's 600 points lost. Joe Mixon, obviously a down week for him, and that was much to do with the Bengals getting obliterated. And you got to, are you you worried a little bit? You worried a little bit about Joe Mixon's prospects? Uh, They play Baltimore next week, which I don't love. And, um... After that, it looks and then they good, and then they play Cleveland, which is fine. Denver, I don't love, but they don't have the best run defense. Uh, but if I can make the playoffs, Joe Mixon's playoff schedule looks really nice with Chargers, Raiders, the Raiders, and the Raiders, and Cleveland in fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So I, I like that a lot. 
but I'm I'm worried he he will be a letdown for me as I need wins over the next couple of weeks. I mean, honestly, Baltimore, obviously, yes, that's that's very worrisome. But Cleveland directly after is a tremendous matchup. And then Denver has not been a bad matchup this year for running backs. So I think if you could... Fixating if, too much on Baltimore. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, since he's using the pass game, um, Baltimore has not been putting up points. So even if they can stop him on the ground, you know, maybe they can find ways to... Using catching passes, right, right. In, a, in what should be a competitive game, that he's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. He's used in every aspect of the game. I want to ask you guys what you think about my bench, and if you're if you're interested in Kiki QT coming off the bye and the injury as the third option in that Houston offense, or if you think I'm holding on to too much hope with him. If he's healthy, I don't know that you're holding on to too much hope. Obviously, you're not going to play him. If you know if he's if he's ready to go and plays against Washington in Week 11, don't start him because that's really scary. You like to you would love to see what he looks like in that offense with Demarius Thomas there. Having Demarius Thomas there is a little worrisome. I mean, he'll still be the slot guy, so maybe maybe his targets won't be taken away from him. But that's a wait and see. If I wouldn't, I certainly don't mind you holding on to him for a few more weeks if, to see what he can do. Um, I wonder if they won't get creative with that because they should be putting Thomas in the slot. He's not—he's just not—he's not fast anymore. But he's got great, you know, he's really a, good hands. He's a, he's a big dude with good hands, and I'm assuming—well, maybe not coming off an injury, but QT is a quick guy. Um, just kind of move him around a little bit, right? Maybe give him different, some looks on the outside with, with Thomas in the slot. Um, but yeah, you can't start him right away, so you kind of have to wait and see. But I, I think he's definitely a hold to see how that pans out. Uh, and for David Moore, I don't want to start anyone uh, on the Seahawks in the Seahawks receiving core besides Tyler Lockett. Uh, David Moore had th- three weeks in a row of touchdowns, but I mean, I don't know. He backed it up with 260 and 210, so not great. Spencer Ware is obviously just a handcuff to Kareem Hunt and, and a then touchdown Cobb. And a touchdown poacher. And Randall Cobb can't stay healthy for more than two weeks. So, bench isn't looking too strong right now. Great. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm 4-6 and six now. Hoping to make the playoffs. I'm going to keep fighting. And I think because I have a relatively good point total on the year, if I can just go 2-1 and one over these next three weeks, I think I'll make the playoffs. But we'll see. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. You, uh, you're looking poised to make the playoffs at six and seven, so yeah, you just got to go two and one. And uh, before we end this thing, want to take a look at next week's matchups because there are some big ones. Maybe the biggest one is going to be you versus Greg. Two four and six teams. The loser would be very much not looking great, especially. Uh, Greg more so than you because he doesn't have as many points scored as you do. Uh, the The difference there is about 11,000 points you have more than him on the year. Uh, and so Greg, 123,000 has less than you, has less than Justin, is has less than Anna, barely has more than Drew. Uh, like we mentioned, Scott, Scott is by far the worst. Um, so he does have the tiebreaker over Scott, but... Uh, yeah, if Greg drops to four and seven, he's in 
more trouble than you are. So that's a huge matchup right there. Both of you need the victory. Uh, another big one uh, is going to be for Scott. Obviously at 4-6, and six, he's going to have to take down Brian at 6-4. and four. Uh, And yeah, uh, Scott's going to be without A.J. Green, but... Uh, Maybe he can maybe he can pull off the unthinkable. Like I mentioned before, Dan in a absolute must win has to go up against uh, the highest scoring team in our league currently. Kyle's team prospects aren't looking great for him. And then uh, yeah, Justin's got to get a win against me. And then Anna and Dad play each other. They're both five and five. The winner would be looking really good. The loser would be in a, a spot of trouble. Um, with three weeks left, Kyle and I are in the playoffs. And I think it's safe to assume Louie and Brian also make the playoffs. So that's four spots we'll call taken. Which means there are four spots remaining. And really, I, all eight teams technically are still competing. Uh, I would like to proposition that Brian's spot is not considered locked. His point total is too low. If he loses three in a row, he won't make it. Right, it's not locked. I would like to proposition that only three spots are locked. Okay, I, I don't know that I said all four were locked, but <laughs> you, um, I would like your vernacular <laughs> to be that three <laughs> positions are taken and the rest are open. Sure, sure. Given Brian's luck, he's not going to lose three in a row. All right, I think all right, <laughs> all right. I'm clearly outnumbered on this one, Brian. Congrats, <laughs> you made the playoffs. <laughs> Let's lock it right now, you know. Let's just uh, let's move on to week All right. 13. All right, we're locking it. So, uh, you know, Brian plays you, then Greg, then Drew. Uh, he could he could lose all three of those. Uh, but even then... No, like, he, plays, he plays Scott. Did I say you? Yeah. Scott, then Greg, then Drew. Um, <laughs> I saw the name Scott. Or I saw Drew. the name... Jack. I beat Jack, and yeah, I said, said your fair. name. That's fair. Um, if you help Jack off the horse, would Jack help you off the horse? <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else to talk about? No. I think that's that's it. Who do you like? So you obviously like yourself to make a Jack, right? Um, if we were going to pick, I mean, I guess you just got to go with, with point totals. So let's say I think... At four and six, I uh, think you and just you and Justin are obviously the two four and six teams that have the best chance to make it. Yeah, I think um, the bottom three teams will not make the playoffs, and I also think Drew will not make the playoffs. Wow, um, sorry, Drew. Drew's got to go. Yeah, because his point total isn't tremendous. He's going to have to go two and one. His two and one point total He's is gonna have to second to last, week. only to Scott. Yeah, he's going to have to play Louie this upcoming week, which... Without Tom Brady, without Sonny Michelle. Uh, so let's, let's, let's chalk that in as a loss for Drew, and he drops to 5-6. and six, And then he plays you next week, Jack, or you know, the following week, Week 12. That'll be week a huge matchup. Week 12 will be a huge matchup between me and Drew. And, and I am sad to say that I will have Kareem Hunt on bye. Ooh. Not great, Bob. Um, so, yeah, Drew will have basically all of his players back in week 12, but he's, uh, he's got an up and down team, so 
yeah, that'll be a very interesting matchup. But we, we this has been uh, this has been a good podcast. It's uh, fun to it's fun to speculate, but we obviously won't know until we know. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I wish you all the best of luck. I'm going to be watching from the top of the standings, uh, knowing that my playoff spot is secure, and feeling really good about that. Uh, I get uh, basically three weeks to relax and and get my team ready for the playoffs. So. Um, I'm going to be rearing to go for week 14. Uh, any final thoughts, Jack? No, I am really disappointed that I lost to Scott. Congrats, Scott. It was worth it to let you win on your wedding weekend. But I've got some work to do. And, hey, this is the most exciting time of the year for fantasy football, the hunt to make the playoffs. And once you make the playoffs, it's anybody's ball game. One week at a time, winner goes on, loser goes home. So... Gear up, everybody, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, truly anything can happen if you make the playoffs, uh, as was shown by Dad's championship last year. Um, <laughs> Louie, Louis, anything you want to say? Oh, I think we've uh, covered it pretty well. Yeah. Can't hear you. You're whispering. I think, I think we've covered it pretty well. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our (laughs) ASMR fantasy football podcast. Um, Email us if you'd like to hear any more topics other than fantasy football. But for now, we'll just keep whispering week by week our best fantasy advice. And um, we love you. And we miss you. And we care about you. And we want the best for you. And we'll never stop being here for you. Anything to add, Tommy? No, I think you really pretty much covered everything there. Um, We really appreciate everyone listening. Thanks so much, guys. We love you. And uh, Jack, why don't you go ahead and send us off? Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week and every week during the fantasy football season. During the fantasy football regular football season fantasy, I'm your host, J.R. Lett, signing off. Your co-hosts, T.J. Lett and Eldry Lett. Let's talk fantasy football. not expecting that last part to be in whispers as well. <laughs> Lily and I did a very good job holding in our laughter. Um, wow. All right. Great episode. Yeah, I think Anna's going to be very happy. Well, obviously she will be because Lily was on the podcast.